Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to a very, very special bonus episode of We Podcast and We Know Things, where we usually recap all of the month's nerdy news. My name is Greg Hall, and joining me today all the way from the suburbs of Minneapolis, I don't want to say Minneapolis proper, I want to give Burnsville its shout out, uh, two of the four members of my favorite band, one that I have not shut up about on this podcast on our social media platforms brother and sister austin and taryn derry from the incredible band derry austin taryn thank you so much for taking the time to be with me today thanks for having us this is great yeah uh so we'll get into the music in just a second however let's learn a little bit more about yourselves austin taryn tell me a little bit about what each of you like to do when you're not creating music i like to be outside I feel like that's the best answer for me. Taryn got really into scootering lately. I bought a scooter this year. <laughs> like a Razor scooter or like one of the yeah, motorized like, ones? Literally like a just a normal Razor kick scooter. But it has yeah. like all-terrain tires and like there's no motor on it though. It's all, it's all me. But I've been scootering and biking and I've been loving that this summer. I learned that's how awesome. to ride a bike this summer. So That's awesome. <laughs> I, uh... uh <laughs> This is like a nerdy podcast, right? Yes, like, very much. We'll get into that stuff later. I don't need to be embarrassed. Uh, <laughs> I play a lot of Legos and I play a lot of video games. <laughs> that's pretty much nice. yeah. that's So I actually had correct. Lego and video game questions prepared for today because I kind of so, figured you'd say that. My spot. Um, yeah. <laughs> so we are two peas in the same pod. This is an audio podcast. Our listeners can't see what I'm about to do. However, you can kind of see behind me. I have my whole like Pokemon set up and everything like that. Just off camera is my entire Nintendo room. And I have giant Mario 64, Smash Bros, and 64 custom carts made. That's Uh, so sick. Yeah, yeah. I had these made on Etsy. uh, So shout out to Etsy. But yeah, um, I figured with the N64 vibe with a little bit lonely and kind of nerding out, I probably should want to throw these out there as quick as I possibly could. Um, It's like wall decor. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. They come. They got the hanging things on the back and everything. I see like that. that big switch game behind you too. That's awesome. Yeah. Pokemon <laughs> legends Arceus came out last year. It's like nice. my favorite switch game. I have Metroid dread posters and stuff are off to the side. I'll, I'll stop nerding. I, now I'm the one <laughs> kind of nerding before we go. get there, but that's <laughs> awesome. Um, so anyway, uh, because you said Legos and because you said video games, I'll, we'll touch on that later. Believe me, we will touch on that later, but Taryn, I have to know, uh, yeah. are you doing, uh, like tail whips down like five stairs or just kind of riding around having some fun? You know, I think those are my goals, but, uh, <laughs> but I'm not there. Cool. So Philadelphia has its cheesesteak, right? I think that's like coming from Philadelphia everywhere I go. I just got back from New York yesterday traveling for, for work and everywhere I go, oh, Philly, you, you must love cheesesteaks. Like, yeah, I don't get this figure without loving cheesesteaks, right? Of course, that's that's the key. But when I think Minneapolis, when I think Minnesota, I think the Juicy Lucy. Uh, are you pro or anti Juicy Lucy? <laughs> I have never had one. Oh, no. <laughs> what? what the heck? I know that's like supposed to be our thing, but I don't know who decided it was our thing. No, I mean, I don't know. Bon Appetit I, magazine decided it was your thing. They did a I whole. I literally don't even know YouTube. where to get one. <laughs> wow. Okay. The, so uh, there's a YouTube. Have you ever heard of Bon Appetit, the YouTube channel or the magazine? Yep. yep yeah. They did one of their, I don't know if he's still on staff, but Alex Delaney, he travels to different cities and tries a boatload of all the foods. He did an entire Juicy Lucy episode, and he wow. said his favorite one was at some bowling alley where they, it's like underneath of a bar in downtown Minneapolis. I don't remember the name, Sounds but I am cool. shocked to hear you've never had a Juicy Lucy. Oh, you know, I bet it was at, um, 
Can Can Wonderland, I think. Uh, they have a bowling alley. That, that name doesn't ring a bell. I feel like if I've heard uh, that. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, well, regardless, uh, like I just said, Philly has that cheesesteak uh, kind of vibe to it. You're coming to Philadelphia in December. You played Philly last year with Mega Mango uh, uh, at the World Cafe Live. Love that yeah, venue. Philly, it was so good. That's kind of be where I'm leading to. It's like, what kind of memories are stuck out to you about Philadelphia? Hmm. Well, actually, I guess you have a bad memory. Of I was oh. really sick. <laughs> <laughs> so that was like the one show on our whole tour that I had to skip. And... Yeah, I was a mess, so I stayed at our Airbnb and played my Switch, <laughs> and I was very sick. So that's, that's so you're going to experience Philly for the first time. Yeah, yeah. I that's... have been to Philly otherwise, though. Yeah, okay, we cool. um, yeah, we Mega Mango is like one of our favorite bands. We were listening to that whole tour, and we're so excited to like play with them. And then Taryn was sick. And it was so sad. Was so oh now we're new. going on tour with them. Yeah, now they're so, doing the whole tour with us. So we're making yeah. up for that experience. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. And you're playing the foundry when you come back to Philadelphia in December. Uh, just one of the best venues in the entire city, much like I would imagine it's almost like the first Avenue of Philly. Uh, wow. It's got All this right. beautiful big main stage and then this wonderful side stage they call the foundry. And it's just this beautifully intimate room. The stage is only a couple feet off the ground. So the crowd's right in front of you. I think you guys Perfect. are going to have a ball there. I cannot wait. I'll be there yeah. for center. So we, super excited. Really quick, we made these uh, we made these promo videos for all of our shows, and uh, where we're just kind of talking off the cuff about whatever spot we're going to, and we said we're coming to Philly, and then the first words that came out of my mouth were like Philly cheesecake, <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, wait, 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 no, close. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, they're I both equally them. delicious, but yeah, famous Philly cheesecakes. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're known for. I mean, you know, it could be worse. Uh, so let's get into the music stuff. Like I had said at the top, we'll get there and we're, we're here now. Your debut album, Suburban Legend, it comes out September 8th. You've Ooh. had that. Uh, right. I would imagine you've had that date circled on your calendar for what feels like forever. What's yeah. it feel to know that in just two weeks, this record is going to be out and to the whole world? It's crazy. It's like I, I kind of keep like forgetting that it's coming up. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. like we've been spent so long. We spent so long with these songs and, and making all the content for them and stuff. I just feel like we're like, we've been so far ahead of the game that it's like kind of surreal to be like, it's almost actually going to come out and people are going to hear these songs. And, and, uh, and uh, yeah, I, I keep losing track of that. And the fact that you said that I like felt like my heart spike, like, Oh my gosh, two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I feel like, um, I feel like we've been just like dreaming about the day that we can go play shows after this album comes out <clears throat> and everyone knows our songs from the album and all the songs we haven't released and everything like that. Um, so I'm really pumped about that. Um, yeah. It's like, we've been playing so many songs that nobody knows for like a year. And it's like, mm -hmm. we'll play, you know, like we'll have like 10 songs and five of them no one's heard before. And so like, they only sing along with the five that they know and then yeah. it's a bunch of new stuff. So it's like, finally we're going to, Spill the beans. Everyone knows all the songs. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited for like the back half of the record. When you look at the track list, it's like, okay, there are five, five, six songs. I think five songs that haven't been released yet. Like you said, it gives me two months selfishly to go learn those songs. Actually, what? Three months, September, October, November. I get three months to be able to learn all those songs. So that's, that's there. a win for me. So you, you will have me up, like I said, front and center singing all of them, every single word. And I'm obnoxious. Boy, am I going to sing at the top of my lungs. Love it. I'm, remember, I'm thank you. Yeah. We're from Philly. Remember, we bring it. <laughs> uh, we bring it when we go to shows. So uh, I, I almost look at it like oh, this is a 
potentially weird analogy, but I kind of look at it almost like uh, your due date if you were pregnant. Like you look at that date when you first get pregnant, you're like, it's nine months off. It's going to be here in a long time. You know, we got time to do the nursery. We have time to do this. We have time to do that. And you wake up one morning, you're like, I'm in active labor. What is going on? Um, so, yeah. Uh, well, I'm sure. Sh- developed uh, album. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I gave it. I, I had a C section and an album came out. Uh, so. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure the two of you have kind of told this story a million times and you even go into it a bit in your album release video that you shared on your socials and YouTube shorts and things of that nature. Um, but how did Suburban Legend, the origin of it, even come to be? Yeah, so um, the the title, I mean, so like the album is just kind of a, uh, it's been a slow uh, culmination of all these different songs that, I, that we've been writing and and uh, from the early, you know, pandemic days when it kind of started the whole band. And uh, the title actually came from, uh, uh, you know, we had, my wife and I had moved back to my parents' house. And and in the pandemic, we were in lockdowns. We were going for these long walks, like every single day around just like the kind of boring suburbs. And, and it was just a big throwback for me from like growing up in very similar suburbs and and uh and all that kind of stuff and so it was it was it was kind of about that and also moving back and all that like felt somewhat like like i'm trapped here and so it was like it was like this um um so it's kind of like like about this this dreaming of 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 leaving that and making and making successful music and and all that stuff and that's kind of what inspired the idea it's really just to play on words of urban legend but um Mm -hmm. But the suburban legend is the is the one that follows their dreams and makes it out and doesn't have to do the cookie cutter uh, cookie cutter life, you know. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's what suburban legend is. <laughs> yeah, and and I was watching another interview of you guys, and it and it was you had you, you Austin, you had mentioned you're so meticulous in like your planning and things like that, like when it comes to scheduling and and all these things. And I believe it was Judgment Day that was actually supposed to drop, but then. Who's laughing now? Kind of just took over, and they released so quick ahead of each other that you felt like almost judgment. They got lost in the shuffle. Can you, did you kind of feel like you maybe learned something from that, or hell, you're just happy to have the the press and the attention? What was that like? Yeah, so um, it was actually the the next song that came out that was scheduled to come out was um, was actually Dancing Alone. Oh, Dancing Alone, and uh, and it was like the the week after Who's Laughing Now went off that it was like already queued up in Spotify yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And um, with music, releasing music, you kind of have to be like pretty far ahead of the game um, for all of it. It's like, I think four or five weeks of like processing time to like sure. properly put it out and make sure everyone sees it. Um, Who's Laughing Now was just like, screw the rules. This is happening right now. You know, we recorded it and uploaded it in like 24 hours um, and finished writing it too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, you wrote the third verse in the car on the way to the studio, I believe it yeah. was. Yep. Yeah, you. All you had mentioned was the original third verse was much darker, but you don't go into anything more than that. And since I heard you say that, I've just kept thinking to myself, "Man, do I wonder what those lyrics would have been?" Uh, but uh, well, uh, I'm I, not prying. I'm not prying. I know them if you want to hear them. I can tell you. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. And uh, and yeah, the rest of the release cycle that we had was just like five songs or something, and it all definitely got a little overshadowed by by the main song that everyone was was connecting with. Um, but you know, it's, it's like it's fine. We're happy to just have a consistent schedule, and and you know, everyone seemed to be 
you know, following us because of that main song. So we're just, you know, trying to see what else we can strum up from it and, uh, and get it all going. And, and that's kind of what started the whole snowball effect of the band and, and got us to be able to really record an actual album and, and, uh, and kind of gave us a second chance at some of those first songs that came out where now we were able to approach it with uh, a proper budget and, and better equipment and all these kinds of things that make the songs, um, the songs that are already released that are on the album now, they sound way better and just, and just more flushed out. Nothing has really changed in like the format of the songs, but uh, they just sound much more professional, which I'm very excited about. <laughs> for sure. For sure. And even you're starting to, to answer kind of the next question I had. So it's a perfect segue into it. You've released so many songs off the record. Um, the latest being a little bit lonely. What kind of went in the process for you when it comes to choosing the songs you're going to release pre how many you're going to release? Cause it's about 50% of the album and kind of also when to drop those. Yeah. So, I mean, part of our album is kind of weird. Cause it's like, it's like songs like, like losers club and Asa right. La Vista and trauma queen that they came out in our like early, early days where it was just like, you know, us and our buddy in the studio doing the best we can putting stuff out. And then now we kind of got to like revisit those and polish them up and stuff like that. So, so that's part of it. Um, but then also, you know, we, we, I, I kind of just, when writing the songs for the album, it was just about like, just write, like when I'm sitting down, I'm not thinking about like a specific role that a song is going to play in the album. I'm just thinking of like, write the best song you can right now. And that's all yeah. that matters. And so at the end, we kind of ended up with an album full of singles. So it's like, um, you know, you know, almost all the songs I feel like could be viable singles, um, which is a perfect place to be. Um, and so then because of that, we picked the singles based on like a variety, pretty much. Sure. We wanted each single to show a different, um, side of us. yeah, a different yeah. corner of the music, you know? Um, but, uh, but I will say the ones that are not singles, there's some contenders on there. Trust me. It was <laughs> well, hard you go ahead. Oh, it's hard to pick. You said, yeah. yeah, but I'll tell you though, you did sneak. i I have to imagine it's the title track. I have to imagine it's Suburban Legend. You snuck that track into a couple different videos. Uh, when you announced the record, we announced the the release party uh, show. So like when I heard that in the back, I'm like, wait, I don't know this one. This is awesome. Yeah, right. Got him. Uh, speaking of that, you're about to embark on a massive tour, 26 cities, 45 days. We already talked about Philadelphia on December 5th. Our listeners, please grab tickets for that show at the Foundry. Come hang out. We'll be there. It'll be awesome. But some musicians say, especially on tour, that like when you're in a band, you're in a family. However, your band is literally your family, your wife, your sister. Um, so kind of talk through what it's like to travel and play shows with literally your family. You know, I so I've been in a band for a lot of years before yep. this and I, i've done a lot of touring um but that was like brutal touring and it was like playing for nobody making no money living in a van living on pop tarts with not your family you know and <laughs> and um and uh and so because of that experience this touring has been like a breeze it's just i mean like it's exhausting and all the normal stuff but like we get beds every night. Like that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. and, and we all get along and like, we can just hang out and, and it's great. And, and um, not that my old band didn't get along, but just like, it's, 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 it feels very cohesive right now in a really good way. So, um, but yeah, it's like not stressful touring good. now, yeah. which yeah. is incredible. I've never that's a good way that to put it. Yeah. I mean, I, I have never toured before this, so <laughs> I feel like I haven't quite 
earned earned it this luxury touring that we're doing it's not really luxury yep. but but it's better than what he's done so we're not going to give Taryn a bed so she can <laughs> yeah earn her strike exactly yeah. no um fair enough um but yeah i mean i like he said i guess i it feels like a, it feels easy and good to be traveling literally as a family like you said we also have our drummer dane he's not technically a part of our family but not, not, but he's in our band. Not family. biologically, yeah. not, right. <laughs> right? But um, he fits right in. Yeah, and you guys are going to be traveling to play across the pond for the first time too in a couple yeah. What, yeah. weeks now. Um, how did that come about? Uh, no idea. No, um, <laughs> uh, no. Uh, 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 we have been. We've steadily been watching our our um, our you know listeners over there creeping up for a long time and. And, uh, and it seems like it was just, there was enough of them that to support something happening. So it's kind of a, kind of a, somewhat of a test to like, see what, how it goes. Like maybe can we come back and do a proper tour later? You know, is that going to be um, viable and all that kind of stuff? So it is kind of a, uh, kind of a test show to see uh, how many people show up and how it does and all that kind of stuff. Um, and also just a, just a chance to, you know, go over and, and see all of our fans over there that we've been, you know, culminating for, yeah. for a while now so um uh yeah so it's just a couple shows uh it's like we're playing like a venue in london and then like a fest and then a big big festival in germany which is gonna be sweet reaper bond festival um and then we're playing in amsterdam as well so yeah. yeah it's gonna be awesome do you have to bring all of your equipment with you and get that all through the plane and checked in or are they are you is there like other equipment there already waiting for you across? The We're going to be renting a decent amount of okay. equipment, but we'll, we'll fly with some with just yeah. like pretty much guitars. our guitars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, you're, you're ending the tour in Minnesota on December 16th with your record release show. Uh, mm -hmm. You're doing a gig that seems to have a really special place in your hometown hearts. We mentioned it at the top with first Avenue, um, but it'll be at the first Avenue main stage. So tell me more about what that venue means to you from seventh street entry to finally getting that opportunity on that main stage. Yeah, so I mean, I've been playing Seventh Street Entry for a million years. Um, yeah. Other band. That's like the that's where every local band like that's kind of your first like real real gig is Seventh Street Entry, and uh, and you know our first gig was Seventh Street Entry, and um, yeah, the the main stage you know it has all this history, um, it, you know, with with I mean a ton of major major bands, but uh, but especially Prince was a big one um, at a big you know part of First Ave. And uh, I just saw the Killers at First Half yep. recently. That was super awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just a really iconic stage and 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 like a really good stage and a really good sound system and um, and the biggest I think the biggest room we've ever played. And yeah, we're just we're just pumped to be able to go and 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 that we're like properly headlining a show there. Mm -hmm. We played there once before in the main room, but it was a part of like a best new bands like showcase thing, and that was super rad. Totally awesome. Um, but coming back as like a headliner is feels feels different, you know. Yeah. Um, is but, that where uh, you covered the middle from Jimmy Eat World? Was it on that stage? Oh, we cover the middle on pretty much every oh, show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair but enough. We I, the first time there. I think. Yes, we did. Yep. Yeah. Yep. There you go. Cool. I, so I don't have a TikTok. That's not where I personally discovered you, oh. um, which is, I guess, kind of shocking in this stage. Uh, <laughs> but I'm just I'm just not a TikToker. Uh, however. 
a lot of our listeners do. So I just wanted to take one moment to urge everybody listening to the show to go follow Dury on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Dury.music on TikTok, and then at Dury Music, all one word on Twitter, on Instagram. So, uh, and by the way, their music is also available anywhere you get your audible goodness, Spotify, Apple Music, all of that. They also have a YouTube channel. Um, so kind of tell me a little bit, I guess maybe more statement, less question. Um, when you started that YouTube channel, and I have some stuff about the early days with cats rapping and a oh, Google no, five, no. <laughs> and a Google five beat. However, uh, kind of talk to us about where you decided. All right, let's try to grow this thing, um, especially the YouTube and the TikTok part of it. Yeah, you know, I mean, YouTube has always just felt like, for a lot of years, just felt like a void that I was putting stuff into, and it's just like kind of a landing pad for people from other places to go there and watch stuff. Um, but recently, it's kind of become more of like a front line spot for us um, with um, a lot of videos getting getting a lot more traction and getting a lot more subscribers and stuff like that. So so YouTube has kind of become um, become one of our, you know, main home spots, which is really which is great. I mean, I watch YouTube all the time. It's like my main like consumer platform. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, you know, it, 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 I've like I've always been trying to get something going, but now it's just actually happening. So, so, uh, so yeah, it's been a long, been a long journey, uh, but, uh, but we're happy to be here. Yeah, for sure. And I know with like the, the advent of the YouTube short, it makes it a lot easier to probably transfer your content and make it TikTok, IG and YouTube kind of viable already at the same time. Yeah. You'd think so, <laughs> <laughs> except that YouTube shorts have a limit of a minute and then Instagram has a limit of a minute and 30 and then uh tiktok has a limit of 10 minutes so it's like so every piece of content needs to be a little different sure and if it's longer than a minute on youtube then it should be horizontal not vertical it's a mess but that's whatever we're, we're, that sounds stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i'm sure you have enough b-roll in the old can to kind of fit the time so uh with your other project mentioned you know, uh you mentioned it earlier you changed your name to Coyote Kid from Mar in the main sale. And you had mentioned before, a lot of that was just because it was kind of a mouthful. Uh, so again, less question, more statement. I feel you. Our podcast is called We Podcast and We Know Things. I think <laughs> the longest title in the history of podcasting. So let me just, I just wanted to share. I feel you uh, on that. <laughs> I, can, I can relate. Like with the name Mar in the main sale, we eventually stopped saying what it was. Mm -hmm. We just had business cards with us because like, just read it like that's oh what here it is. <laughs> so the video for a little bit lonely, it's very new at the same time. You're you've just dropped this incredible N64 cart that kind of doubles as a, a cassette holder for your uh, for the upcoming Suburban a Legend album. So talk to me a little bit about that. How did you get the idea not only to make that such a fun video with a little bit lonely with the N64 style, but also almost take that cart from the beginning and make it real life. 700 copies available. A ton of them are already sold through. Uh, how did you even get that idea in the first place? Uh, so it actually started with a different video. Um, the video for uh, bubble of my gum. We had mm -hmm. a little, uh, uh, there's a Mario Kart reference. And so we needed, so I actually had to borrow Mario Kart from my friend to make that video. Uh, Cause we didn't have that specific game. Um, and then they were like, hey, we need one of your cassettes, too. So then the next time that we went and hung out with them, I had a cassette sitting on top of an N64 cartridge. And they were just the exact same size. And I was, and that's really what it started was like, huh, like, kind of looks like it could fit in there. <laughs> um, I didn't know that. Yeah. And, um, and um, 
and that just got the gears turning of of the the physical product first that's that's what came first um and so we you know chased that idea um my brother-in-law is really into 3d printing and so um i kind of started him on figuring out the modeling of it how to make that work um and then I reached out to my other friend b who does um um 3d modeling and animation stuff and it was actually originally just for the album cover i just said like we need an n64 version of us for the cover of this game um and then they did that and then i was like this is dope could you do a video and then they were like yeah i can do a video yeah. <laughs> and uh and that's how this whole concept came to be it was really started with with the cartridge idea um and then branched out from there and then um b ended up going like way further than we ever could have imagined the video to be it's yeah. like there's like a full story and all these set pieces and it was like incredible so good yeah so super I was awesome blown away <laughs> For sure. I mean, it's like the origin story of dairy almost. It's like your N64 versions of getting a band together um, from the mall eating ice cream and skating down the uh, the escalators uh, to rocking out in the garage. We we think of it as like it's almost like a like a sequel to the Who's Laughing Now video. We're Mm -hmm. like Who's Laughing Now is like us like getting just to the point of being a band, and then this is like the next step of touring and playing shows and stuff like that. you, you basically games. took every one of my favorite platform like genres and put it into the one video. There's platforming. There's the Tony Hawk <laughs> callouts. There's so many other things. I'm like, oh my god, Taryn's jumping 3D platformer from thing to thing to get the guitar. She holds it up like Zelda. It's awesome. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was just a super cool thing. You don't see so much in, like originality in videos, especially like from the DIY space, um, because I, I just I know I'm sure with like I know Austin, you had said in the past you're very into video editing. You've done that for a very long time, and when I look at even the stuff you put out on social media, but in particularly um, like your music videos. Like I think of like the two of you on each other's shoulders. And I saw like, you just got chairs and put like a blanket over them uh, to be able to like, that's such a cool thing. And I'm sure rewarding when you look back on it, even though it takes a while, Taryn has to do the, the whipped cream on the pumpkin pie 700 oh, yeah. times. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that took all those takes. How, how cool is that to, to be able to start something, see it through and say, hey, we did that. And we accomplished this when it comes to like that DIY aspect of your music. Yeah, it's super rewarding for sure. And it's and it's very like, um, it's very, whatever our vision is for the video, it's exactly how it comes out. So like there's, there's, there's just, you know, without all, without other, you know, without too many cooks in the kitchen, we can like really keep it, keep the vision exactly how we want it. It's definitely limiting just because like, we don't know what we're doing. We're just screwing around doing our best. Like that's, that's really is it. But um, but th- that's kind of, you know, what has worked for us so far. So there's a few videos that we've worked with professionals and they've been awesome. And, sure. and I love that. Um, but also we wouldn't be able to afford nearly this many videos if we, they were all super professional. So, yeah. um, yeah, I, we have the, uh, <laughs> it's sad, but true that we have the like quantity over quality is kind of our, <laughs> <laughs> kind of our motto. <laughs> No, but I, I but I think too though that it fits. Like you, like I take for example your lyric video for Big Boy, right? And it's just a phone pointing up to you guys for that scale, that Godzilla like scale. But that's such that fits so well with just the theme of the song and everything like that. So I love that you have this. You, it's almost like you have an idea and you see it through, and it's almost that rewarding feeling of I did that or we did that together, yeah. and we weren't told by somebody else. Uh, with that in mind, Austin, especially with you being so big into Legos. Uh, are we going to be able to maybe see some Legos incorporated into some music videos in the future? Ooh. We we actually for the there's like the Spotify canvas yeah. for uh, 
for Big Boy, we had I did a little stop motion with some Legos uh, and Godzilla, like chasing some Lego guys and eating them. Um, and and it took it that video literally took like hours to it's like eight seconds long. Um, so I don't know if I'll <laughs> tackle any like stop motion music videos or anything, but uh, uh, but I've definitely considered it. Um, That's awesome. I'm sure we'll fit that in somewhere Someday. eventually. Cool. I don't know how some, it wouldn't happen. Yeah. What are some of your uh, most proud or some of like your favorite builds that you've done with Lego? Um, hmm. Let's see. Favorite builds. So I when I ever since I was a kid, I was like big, big, big on Bionicle. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I was all about Bionicle. I, I got all those pieces and that was like the main thing that I built with was just Bionicle pieces. And then that whole thing got discontinued and it like yeah. fell off of Lego and I was like, whatever. Um, but now there's all this new Lego that's like half, half Bionicle pieces and half regular. Um, and it has opened up the, the floodgates of, of details and meticulous little tiny things. Um, so I've been, uh, yeah, I mean, I just, I just made, a. A revamped version of the original Anua from Bionicle, but awesome. I made him like with like opposable fingers and like and more joints and like and all this more stuff uh, that I think is pretty cool. Um, and uh, yeah, I've just been doing a lot of like very like complex like figure building of like robots and stuff like that. So kind of like medium small scale, but but very meticulous. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, they have this. Uh that Lego NES and it's got like the Lego Mario Kart with the TV or not Mario Kart, Super Mario Bros with the TV and all of it. And I keep contemplating to myself. Like I've seen it in the wild a couple of times. I'm like Greg, just pull it down off the shelf, put it on a credit card. That's future Greg's problem to worry about. Just get it. Uh, then I have to remind myself, I have a two year old and a four year old. So the second I start building it, it's gone. It's yeah. going to be it's lost, broken. So I'm like, all right, I have to contemplate. Maybe I'll just wait until they're a little bit older and don't honestly, worry. Like, so I, I pretty much don't, <laughs> I almost don't build the Lego sets when I buy something new. I pretty much just use the pieces to make my own thing. So like when awesome. I'm looking at Lego sets, I'm looking at the pieces to, to figure out something else. Um, but that, that, uh, the DeLorean from Back to the Future set, I just want that to just put on my shelf and leave it. And that's okay. <laughs> yeah. One of my favorite places in the world are like these old retro video game stores, things like that. Like I just love going in. We have a fantastic one not too far away, and it's just walking into your childhood. Do you often visit like brick shops to buy individual pieces and things like that, or you just kind of whatever you have, you just make with what you have? I don't um, do that honestly. I'm I I have you know I bought my first new Lego set in like ten years, like couple months ago so so uh, i've been just working with the same old pieces for so long uh <laughs> but i know all the pieces they have them all cataloged uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. um but uh uh but yeah so i've just been recently dabbling into the new new world of legos um and uh and it's awesome taryn you had mentioned in previous interviews that uh you both grew up with with uh parents that were teachers homeschooled and uh, music's kind of been in your family forever, but you would kind of mention that music wasn't necessarily going to be your calling um, until kind of Austin kind of roped you in there. Uh, talk to me a little bit about what you were pursuing yeah. before Derry and kind of how that all changed outside of quarantine and having to, to kind of be in that situation. Yeah, honestly, I feel like I wasn't super heavily pursuing anything and I kind of just felt like I was flailing <laughs> at that time. Um, 
I, for a while, was looking into moving to Arizona, do some kind of wilderness job or wilderness therapy or, like, go be a river guide or something, something outdoorsy. (laughs) Um, But honestly, like, at the time, too, I was just working my, my retail job, and that's kind of all I did, and I didn't have much direction. And so when he um, mentioned, like, do you want to do you want to make a band? Do you want to be in a band together? Whatever. Um, I was like, I mean, why not? Like at the time, just because I, I felt so aimless. So, I mean, obviously the rest is history, but <laughs> but that definitely like changed my uh, direction quite a bit. I had I, did, I was not expecting to do any of this at all ever in my life. <laughs> um, Sorry, but, you know, it worked out for the better. So. Yeah. And you yeah. know what? There's still always time later in life to go do those other things you were talking about. It's not like exactly. there's a cap on going to be a guide or this, that, or the other, being in that outdoorsy stuff. That You can do that whenever. It's beautiful. Yeah. I uh, feel that's, like that's the big thing I've realized recently is like I do have time and like yeah. I might go back to school eventually and mm-hmm. whatever. We'll figure it out. Yeah, it's nice to be able to get your head above those clouds a little bit because so often we're stuck in the moment and we make these decisions based on so many internal, external factors. But oftentimes we don't think, I could just do this later. (laughs) (laughs) Like out of out of high school, too, it's like there's so much pressure to know what you want to do. And I never like went towards that. But then I'm like 20 and that's still super young. But it's like everyone always asks you, like, what are you doing? What's your plan? Whatever. And I'm like, I don't freaking know. Like, <laughs> so since rock I was, band is my plan. <laughs> since I was 16, I've been laser focused. The only thing I have done is band. <laughs> yeah. uh, I wanted to catch up on one more thing. You had uh, done a halftime show for the T wolves uh, against the Clippers. How that's an awesome gig. I mean, just the video alone watching on YouTube, I was blown away. Um, how did that even come to be? I just want to say I'm, Good we- question. I- I'm wearing the Jersey that we got. Yeah. From that- uh, right now, um, <laughs> um, uh, that honestly, just like they reached out to us and we're like, Hey, we like you guys. You want to play this? And we're like, yeah, we want to play. <laughs> um, and, um, yeah, it was crazy. And I mean, that started like we sang, we sang, take me out to the ball game for the, for the, uh, twins, which is yeah. our, our, our baseball team. Yeah. Uh, and then we also played, uh, like, a Minnesota Wild game. Yeah, that's our hockey, hockey team. Yeah. Um, so I guess, yeah, we're like a full-on sports band now. You can um, see that. <laughs> uh, uh, we know somebody at ESPN is a big fan of us. So that's pretty cool. That's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. So what what I'm hearing is the Vikings have yet to call you, but they will be. That's what I'm saying. The Vikings. Listen, I know all the Vikings listen to this. Kirk Cousins listens to this show. Um, he's reached out to me personally to thank me for doing it. So I said, wow. you know what, Kirk? I'm just going to get dairy for you, and then you can just work it out with your people, and they'll right. uh, they'll do it. <laughs> cool. So the Vikings team was like sitting next to us at the hockey game we played at. I think. Yeah. I don't know who it was. <laughs> he had a cool name though. I don't yeah. remember. We're not sports people hardly at all. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but still awesome. I, it's nice to be a nerd, but I'm also a sports nerd too. It's kind of like the, I bring together the two worlds that for so many years had battled against each other for supremacy. And it's like, but we could do both. Um, I'm always saying, I feel like people like big sports fans always get a pass for like, it's not nerdy, but like, right. it's, it's, so nerdy. it's, 
it's like fantasy football. That's yeah. D&D. Like, be real. <laughs> my wife, uh, my wife yells at me, not yells at me. She thinks I'm nuts because I can tell, I can't tell you what I ate for breakfast, but on April 7th, I can tell you what we did solely because I remember who pitched for the Phillies and what was the final score. Oh, and like, I can base my memories around that. And I have like a really weird gift of, Oh, on September 1st, they played this team and this was a score and this is what happened. And she's like, but you don't remember our kid's birthday party is in two days. <laughs> uh, no, honey, I'm sorry. I was, I was waiting for the fills to come on. But in another interview, you guys were talking about your Animorphs merch. And you mm. said that at, here's the quote. You said Animorphs is something everyone knows but forgot about. So I'm interested yeah. from your lens. What are some other things from the 90s, 2000s that everybody knew but kind of forgot about? Good question. Huh. Well, Animorphs is for me personally. I like saw a picture of one of those covers, and it would like flooded back to me, like, "Oh my gosh, yeah. Animorphs!" <laughs> yeah. um, I think another example would be something like Street Sharks. They're coming uh, back. What? Street Sharks is getting it. They're the original toys with the big heads and short. They're getting a re-release. I think Whoa. this year. Yeah. Whoa. Biker Mice from Mars is coming back. They're they're yeah. like just got acquired. I think of Pogs when I think of like the nineties, two thousands. Who didn't have Pogs growing up, but oh. who still has Pogs? Not many people. I uh I uh another example might be um Beast Wars is one of my favorite things. Yeah, it's you're, very you're talking. it's like pretty niche in the Transformers world, but uh sure. but no Beast Wars was was prime. This new movie that came out not so much, but but I'm happy they acknowledged it. It's fine. Yeah, they. Uh, I think a lot of kids my age. I'm 35, uh, and so a lot of kids my age grew up with like Power Rangers and things like that. And I grew up with Power Rangers. I love the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, but I also loved like VR Troopers and like the weird kind of offshoot. Like everybody knows the Smurfs, but does anybody remember the Snorks? Oh. Yeah. No, exactly. They were the underwater version of the Smurfs on Cartoon Network. And every day I'd come home for lunch and I'd watch an episode before I had to go back for the second half of school. I and love like, the, the off-brand versions of the main thing that everyone knows. I love it. Absolutely. It's fantastic. There's If, if somebody's ripping you off, you've made a great thing. <laughs> I mean, simple as that, if it's worth ripping off. Uh, so you're... Here's uh, some just more fun questions. We're going to try to get into the hypothetical zone. You're, head, you're headlining your dream show. You can invite three acts, dead or alive, each of you. Who are they? If, uh, if I invite the acts I want to, we, won't, we wouldn't be headlined. No, nope, yeah. you are in this. You are. You are the headliner, no matter what. I don't care if you say the well, Beatles. Um, uh, so for me, I, honestly, yeah. like I think some of the best bands <laughs> are uh, Paramore. And My Chemical Romance. I think a bill with that is like the best show that's ever happened, in my opinion. I know people are going to say, whatever, somebody else. I don't care. <laughs> I feel like then maybe Weezer, too. Yeah, to Weezer, invite. too. Yeah. Then we're not even playing. I just want to go to that show. I don't, we don't need to play. That sounds awesome. My Chem, Paramore, and Weezer. I, I don't know if that, uh, that could, would ever have seen the light of day. I mean, but it's cool. Um, <laughs> You know, a lot of people talk about, like I had mentioned before, I'm 35 years old and I see all the time on social media, oh, I had my emo phase, or this reminds me of my emo phase. Like Yellow Card just did their first reunion tour in forever. And um, so many bands are putting out 20th, which is crazy that I'm like, wait, I had this record for 20 years now. It's, it's wild to think about that, but they do all this. And, and you think to yourself, like, it's not a phase for me. 
It was never a phase. I'm still a 35 year old emo kid. You know, it's it's, it's a lifestyle. It's, yeah, it is. It's a lifestyle. Maybe I don't have the same hair color and length I did as a youth. Maybe I don't have my pink studded belt anymore. I hung that one up to dry, but I still have it in here because that's really where it comes from. You know, <laughs> we uh, one of the songs on the new record uh, is called Mallrat, and it's specifically about like looking back at 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 mall emo and like what that was and uh and has a lot of um i i think it's a good like like there's a lot of like representations today of like gen z thinking that they're emo mm -hmm. but this is like a realistic look back on really what it was and kind of making fun of it a little bit but like but in a nostalgic honest way um very excited about that one i hope i hope I hope the elder emos uh, attach to it and uh, understand. <laughs> That's awesome. Any mall that didn't have the pack sun right next to the hot topic, they were doing it wrong. You had yep. you had I, to have those two next to each other. I worked a hot topic for five mm -hmm. years mm -hmm. when I was like sixteen or whatever, sure. um, and uh, and and there was a pack sun. Like it wasn't right next door, right down. Yeah, yeah, right <laughs> there. One of my favorite memories, and actually one of the coolest things that happened to me. Um, I before. Spotify and streaming back when like LimeWire and Kazaa were the big ways to get your music. Um, a lot of people would put out a song and then incorrectly title it or the, the wrong artist or whatever. And I had heard a song called October Nights by Yellow Card. And it just had changed my, me as a 12, 13 year old, whatever I was. So I went oh. to Hot Topic. I tried to find the record. But when I downloaded the song, totally legally, uh, it said Rufio. And so I went to Hot Topic. I pick up a Rufio CD. I pay for it. I bring it home. And I'm like, there's no October nights on this. What's going on here? But it turns out Rufio became one of my favorite bands of all time. Just a happy little accident based on Hot Topic. And just like that age where to listen to a song, you couldn't just pull it off your phone to stream it. You had to go to the wall or Sam Goody and scan the thing underneath the listener and put on those disgusting headphones that a million other people wore and sweat in. But you don't think about that when you're a kid. I know we're, we're coming up here on time. Uh, so I just wanted to ask you a few more just fun, shorter questions. Okay. Um, What's the best Nintendo console? Best Nintendo console? Yeah. Oh, my instinct was to say N64, but honestly, I think the GameCube is like it's clutch. Such an underrated I think it was like good and all and the games were super good and it was so compact and cool and I don't know. GameCube. That's my yeah. that's my vote. Double Dash is one of my favorite games of all time. I mean, it's such an underrated Mario Kart. Uh, GameCube is GameCube might not have had the most games, but every one felt like just top quality, top notch. So from oh, the yeah. GameCube answer, what are some of your game like favorite GameCube games? And Taryn, if, if you had an also a favorite console, if you I don't, are you like a real you said you play I your think, switch. So I figured you're a gamer a little bit. A teeny bit. I just feel like <laughs> my answer would be a switch, but that feels really lame. Uh, <laughs> it's not. But, it's, it's great. I have four. A, I have four <laughs> switches. So I'm there. with. I just you. feel like like the N64 and like the GameCube, I remember him playing it, but I just, it was a tiny bit before my time. Yeah, she's, you know? a, she's a Wii generation. Uh, <laughs> That's funny. So you, you grew up with motion think. controls. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so uh, back to the GameCube section, what's some of your just favorite titles on GameCube? I was a uh, um, big time, big time into uh, uh, Melee, Smash Bros. Melee. Uh, and like, I, I was doing like wave dashing and like all the like advanced Look at stuff. You. I, I could do it. I, I was a, I was a pretty advanced Marth player myself. Um, <laughs> who, I mean, uh, Marth was always the go-to for melee and that's, that's yeah. what it is. Um, Marth mains. um, yeah, there was, there was some talk on, um, in one of our like live stream things of, uh, 
of bringing a bringing a, a console and a TV on tour to have like at the front of the stage where people can just like play Smash Bros. That would be so fun. Like I commented on that post. I said I would bring oh. mine to Philly. So there nice. you go. So it's it's right there. I got a Smash Bros. N sixty four, four controllers. All you have to do is bring the CRT. I do not have a Love CRT TV. Love it. Oh, if you have room, honestly, I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So uh when you talk about Smash, you said you're a Marth player. Any other kind of mains or anything like that? Did you play Ultimate by chance? Uh, so on the 64, I was a, I was a Star Fox, and then that pretty easily translates over to Marth. Just sure. fast and mean. That's all. You know? yeah. <laughs> that's I was one of the very few Pikachu mains when it came to Smash 64. Ooh. Yeah. Perfected the craft of Pikachu. And then as I got older, I was like, wait a minute. I love Ness because Earthbound is such a got a special place in my heart. I never heard of it before Smash 64. Uh, <laughs> but he's so tough to control. Uh, what about Mario Kart 64? What are some of the your favorite or even just Mario Kart in general, favorite tracks, favorite drivers, favorite everything characters from that franchise. But Mario Kart, I was, I, I honestly like didn't play it that much like on my own. I only really played it like with other people in like a, you know, like parties kind of situation. Yeah. Um, um, and yeah, I mean, uh, uh, I was wanted Toad, but I would never get Toad. So I usually was like a Yoshi you know, situation. I feel um, like I always took Toad. <laughs> Toad and Yoshi, they had like hidden stats. And in Mario Kart 64, while they all looked the same, characters yeah. actually drove differently. Toad and Yoshi are the two fastest characters in the game. You watch an Yeah, are you familiar with like <laughs> speed running and things like that? A little bit, not not very much. Every once in a while, I see a video of like someone speed running something, and I'm enthralled by it. But I don't know what's happening. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. I was a Super Mario Brothers speedrunner for years. Wow. Um, I, I my time is five minutes twelve seconds. To beat Damn. 60 yeah, Mar, uh, Super Mario on NES. That was, it used to be a top 100 score. Uh, I retired from speed running in 2017, and now I think I'm 780th on the wow. leaderboard. So, uh, it's stressful, honestly. It's, it's so stressful. You get to Bowser in World 8, and that's where you die, and your whole run is gone, and you're like, I got to do this again in front of people. Oh my gosh. I watched this video of, uh, of, uh, of you know, do you know Curtis Connor? He's a YouTuber. Mm -hmm. um, but he did a, a speed run. He like found a game with only one speed run high score, uh, like logged. He found the super obscure like golfing game, and That's then awesome. like, and then worked super hard to like get the top speed run score of a game no one cares about. I think that's genius great yeah. video concept <laughs> the, there was a switch game that came out with the console it's called mighty gunvolt mighty gunvolt burst and it's very much like that mega man style platformer so nobody had heard of it or played it so i actually did the same thing i in 2017 i picked it up just so i could say i had a world record yeah. um, nice. in something it's just a cool feeling it's like all right if i'm gonna be uh 780th in mario i want to be number right. one somewhere uh, a couple more <laughs> questions again i know we're running short on time here uh mortal kombat or street fighter Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually a, uh, I was a Soul Calibur. Uh, that was my. <laughs> the GameCube version with Link? You can't beat that. Yeah. Because Link was in it. That's why I bought it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. They, I think, what did the other version have Yoda? It's like, no, give me Link. I don't want Yoda. I want Link. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my co my co-host Sam, he couldn't be here today, but he's a massive comic book collector. Um, hmm. So we used to showcase a piece of his collection every week on the pod put it on our socials and everything like that i know you had said growing up you were really into collecting comics what are some of the books that you've owned that kind of stick out to you um so i was really into uh all things x-men yeah. i was like uh like you know nightcrawler was like my my main you know uh, oh, i remember that <laughs> yeah uh there was this dope x-men fighting game on the gamecube that was so sick uh 
next dimension with a big X. Oh, um, I remember that too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, um, um, uh, but yeah, no, I was I was also really into um, um, uh, originally it was called Generation X, mm-hmm. and then I think it turned into Generation Next or something like that. Uh, uh, I liked the kind of offshoot. Um, um, offshoot of the mainline X-Men stuff. Um, there's a uh, character called uh, called Chamber that I thought was really cool. It's like mm-hmm. an exploding face. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I would pick up anything that I found him in. But uh, uh, yeah, just a lot of half-price books visiting and picking up whatever looks cool. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. My last question for both of you. Uh, have you watched any good TV shows or movies that you'd like to share here on the pod with our listeners? Maybe get them into something that they haven't heard before. Uh, there's, this is not on brand at all, but uh, there's this show called Titan games on oh like, I don't remember, but it's hosted by, by the rock, but it's like a, physical contest show like like ninja warrior yeah very much uh, in, the, in the american gladiators field too kind of yeah. yeah um except it's all strength based yeah and it's really shockingly engaging and like very very good that's and a good one yeah that's that's my niche not that many people watch it show i feel <laughs> like for me i've mm-hmm. been watching i've been watching what we do in the shadows yeah and also uh my big childhood show was literally Mythbusters. Mythbusters. And so I've been <laughs> going back to those and watching some of those recently. Yeah, also, when, that was oh, Yeah, that there was you go. So when when Max became Max and Discovery Plus was put in there and they put all the Myth, Mythbusters content on there, it's like, yeah. this is what I'm here for. You know? Exactly. I, I had no idea how much I wanted the Discovery Channel content <laughs> until it got on Max. And I was like, oh, this is sick. <laughs> Wait, you're telling me I can watch the very first Shark Week ever? Like whenever I want? Oh, and they put all of the Man vs. Wild episodes up? Nice. I mean, give me more Bear Grylls. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Uh, so, yeah, thank you guys so much. Um, again, Suburban Legend coming out September 8th at Dury dot music on tiktok at dury music on twitter and instagram if you just google dury yeah. where that's like all it is man. there it is there <laughs> it is yeah um i would highly recommend checking out suburban legend i've talked about that on the previous pod i'm going to talk about it on the upcoming pod that we do next week obviously going to give my impressions of it in the september episode so looking very forward to all of that and thank you all so much for joining me uh austin taren anything you'd like to say before we get rocking and rolling out of here um uh no, this was great. Uh, um, I don't know. Come on, we're coming on tour. Get to, get a ticket to the show. Come yeah. come to Smash Bros with us. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. And like I said, everybody in Philly, come grab a ticket. Eighteen bucks. You cannot beat eighteen bucks. We'll all hang out, make a fantastic night of it. Uh, we'll in our post for this episode, we will include the tour dates. So if they if Derry is coming to a town near you, please check out our Instagram post, and then you can go uh, and get some tickets for that show. Austin, Taryn, thank you so much for hanging out and coming on the show today. We really appreciate thank it. Thank you. Yeah, this cool. was great. Thank you. Yeah, cool. Hang on the line. Just one second. Everybody else. Thanks for hanging with us on. We podcast. We know things. We will see you next week for our August 31st episode. <laughs> <laughs>